Cartman's talking about constantly how he loves Kentucky Fried Chicken while mm-hmm. he's on the shitter. <laughs> he, it's, he's just come to accept that that's part of eating it. <laughs> I guess it's worth it. <laughs> it can be. Awesome. You should also like soy sauce as well? Uh, no, but I did want a cup of ice for oh, yeah. my. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you. This is good. This is really good. Sorry I'm late. Were you? Oh, well, we're going to do it an hour. Nah, don't worry about that, man. I block out a couple hours for stuff like this. Did you? Mm-hmm. Cool. So you were talking about how you might work at this amusement park and, like, instead of going into photography, you might go into something else. Like, why is that? Like, what made you, what fueled that decision? Well, uh, it could be that, even though I don't believe in science, thank you so much, even though I don't believe in signs, I started to fill out the ad for the so-called photography position. Okay. And it disappeared as I was filling it out. I refreshed in the, the, the ability to enter. Oh, so maybe they filled it. <laughs> they might have. Yeah. And if, right. if, I guess you have to look at that as a sign. Okay. And so I was already hesitant anyways. Mm, why? Because if you start doing for a living like what you... I guess if you make it more of a business aspect of okay. photography, then you kind of lose that love of it okay. after a while. So that's always been my fear of completely monetizing photography because okay. it's something I'm really into. Yeah. This is Dr. Pepper. I totally asked for root beer. Oh. Go back and get it. Just <laughs> take the mic off. Yeah. Were we even recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. They're going to listen to me, the little, what is this called? Pokeball? Pokeball. Pokeball. So when you eat a poke bowl, are you supposed to mix it all together, or is it more of a... I think it depends on the kind of person you are. Okay. Um, I tend to... This is going to sound really great right now. Let me rub this right against my yeah. shirt. Um, let's see. I tend to mix a little bit, but I like to keep separate things because I, I enjoy the different flavors. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'll take a little bit of crab here. This <laughs> is the most boring thing ever. <sighs> so let's see, what else uh, have I been up to? I've been working like crazy, uh, yeah. setting up the club. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. So we have the photoclub.org. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, launch... I don't know how you got that. You know. I know, that, that still sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because you just you don't have normal name uh, IP addresses anymore because they're all taken. They're gone. Yeah. The internet's been around for so long. Unless you're willing to spend like at least a thousand dollars. Wow. But yeah, so the photoclub.org was not taken. Mm. We needed a photo club, so we found that, and we're now working on uh, launching. We're, we're still a little unclear exactly. What we are and, and mm-hmm. label. Mm-hmm. We're, we've been working on that. Um, so your concept? 
Yeah, right. it's just a matter of fact of do we go about this the nonprofit way? Okay. Do we go about this um, as just a private social club? Mm -hmm. How open do we want to make this? Mm -hmm. um, things like that. We're, we're just trying to figure out, and, and we'll probably feel our way through it. Is there an objective you guys have? Oh. Overall objective, what the club would accomplish? And this is what we've been working on, is yeah. this mission statement. Yeah. And this is why I brought my... Uh, little iPad here so I have my notes of all that and I can reference that. So oh, let's, there we go. So the thing that we see the photo club as being eventually when everything's all up and running mm -hmm. is we wanted it as an outlet for for photographers to have exhibits. Okay. We want it as um, a source of or you know resource Mm -hmm. So, collectively, we know a lot about, um, and I say we, it's a handful of people. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it, Right now, it's mostly me and, and Will Hare. Right. Uh, my mentor. Yes. <clears throat> but um, we've, we talked originally about even writing a book together mm. and just having it out there. Now, everything we're thinking of doing, we're doing through this brand of the photoclub.org. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good idea. And so we, we may do a book because he's got his collection of handouts and mm -hmm. yeah. he would just give them to me and I would organize them into some sort of prose and logical way of following. And mm -hmm. then eventually, God, could you imagine if like the classes now start using our books as like a textbook? Oh mm. my God, would that just be just beautiful, <laughs> nice source of income. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, beyond that, obviously we want to do trips because mm -hmm. right. photographers, photo it's club. photo club. I mean, yeah. you imagine that as, hey, let's all get on a bus and travel 12 hours to some remote thing. and Go to Death Valley. Well, Death Valley, yeah, we could do that very easily. Mm -hmm. We've done that. I'm looking for trips like, I want, um, I heard somebody rented out Alcatraz wow. for a photography thing. Wow. I that, would love to rent out Alcatraz I, I and say, that. hey, let's go spend the night there. Let's sell tickets for, say, 50 bucks a person mm. for you to go and, and spend the night at Alcatraz, and we do photo shoots all night long. That's crazy. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I mean, talk about a, an original place to go. And, all, you know. and that's what I want to do. I want to yeah. challenge ourselves, because I, I don't think, like, we can do Death Valley. Yeah, yeah. We can do all those pa the cliches. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, we've done them. Right. Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Yeah. yeah. Those are our, our go-to destinations yeah. when we live here in California. Mm-hmm. And so they've been done to death. I... I would like to band together as a group, and then we all chip in a little bit, basically, yeah. and, and we go for these big things that you would even think of as being possible. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I like that. I love the idea that you're doing it all behind the photo club, you know, because it's such a big, the, the words, the photo club, you know, it's a gigantic, mm -hmm. really gigantic thing, I think. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, let's see, beyond that... Uh, Obviously, we will do a podcast. Yeah, because that's just the part of it. Part of it. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, do a store. Yep. With branding things, because I've made the logo for the photo club, like I did the logo for my it's shirt. Super important. The store. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, I mean, beyond just selling like sh shirts and stuff, we would mm -hmm. probably even do like an Amazon thing, mm -hmm. where we would say, "This is what we use," and then use the, you know you know how they do the, the links. Get a little commission. There. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, people need that guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm realizing that. Mm -hmm. And 
I think I made a re revelation about a year ago that I've become one of those people that has an opinion <laughs> about things like that. That's good. I don't know when that transition happened mm. from me being the person seeking knowledge to actually giving it, but mm -hmm. it happened. Well, you'd be a great person to do that. Well, I, you, I, I talk to people about photography, and, and anybody that ever talks about a thing that's sort of up your alley, like you know the types of things you shoot and the, the way you post-process, mm -hmm. I always think of you. You know, because like you're, uh, you have a staggering sort of approach to, you, you know what it is, it's fearless. Like you, you take a picture of some dude in the middle of the fucking 12 o'clock sunlight and turn it into like friggin... My Batman <laughs> picture? <laughs> yeah. I mean beyond, you know, beyond that, I've seen other stuff you've done, just, it's like tireless your approach to that. I mean, I would quit. I think the word I would like to use with that is I'm adaptive. Yeah. If I want to do something and there's something, some hurdle that's going to get in the way, mm -hmm. I figure out my way around that. Yes. And that's... Is that the fuel for why you do it? I think it's more just how my brain works. I okay. like puzzles. Yes. And so I'm not thrown off by that piece not quite fitting over there. I'll just place it over here to the side until I find its place. And find, mm -hmm. yeah, I just find the way to make it work. And isn't that in some people's... Uh, determination, uh, or not determination, in some people's definition, um, what photography is, is basically troubleshooting, problem solving. Absolutely. That's definitely how uh, Will presented it to me when mm -hmm. we started working together. I think it's kind of true, don't you? It, oh, it's, it's like, absolutely works, true. Right? You go do absolutely. shoot. Well, I mean, stuff. photography is nothing more mm -hmm. than capturing the way a, li a light hits something. Okay, right. I mean, it's painting with light. It literally <laughs> is. Right. So... That's but what, the lights but, don't always work. You set them up, they don't work. Oh, oh the trigger's not working. Or exactly, da, 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 and know. then you adapt. Yeah. Do you know how many shots or shoots I've done where I can't get the damn um, flash to fire? And so I just say, screw it. Yeah. We up the ISO, and then we just use the modeling lights. There you go. I mean... I always keep a little extra um, speed light in my bag mm -hmm. just in case all the big expensive lights don't work. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> There's a lot you can do with the speed light yeah. that people don't seem to know. Yeah, yeah. they really work. Mm -hmm. They do, yeah. It's light. Um, so back to the photo club. Yeah. I have uh, another thought that I just cannot get out of my head is mm -hmm. obviously I want to do some sort of print or some sort of um, like magazine Ooh, through the club. Magazine or something? Um, I think the way I'm going to do it is it's going to be an annual uh, yearbook. Mm. And we just, we obviously will treat it like... Um, covering the events we've done through the mm -hmm. year, but idea. also the work that our people have done, maybe have a theme. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, yeah, because I, I like writing as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think it will be fun to just do little little articles and stuff like that. Good idea to do it once a year because that's a lot of work. It really is. Print. Yeah. It can be. But... It, it's really necessary, I think, because as much as people say print is dead, I mean, you still fill magazine racks with sensationalistic garbage, so yeah, it's out there. Yes. And it's different than um, a screen. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And people don't seem to understand that in the, in the Instagram age. Mm -hmm. There's too many photographers out there that edit for the screen and don't seem to understand the transition between screen and print. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean... And the one doesn't really discount the other as an art form or as a... Not expression. really, but, like, if these, these Instagram people don't know how to print something, 
then they're not going to understand why painting everything pink and cyan isn't going to look the way that they want it to when they print it. And Absolutely. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's a whole different um, palette, right? It really is. Yeah. And, I mean, there's another whole slew of puzzle solving just trying to make that transition. Oh, God. I mean, printing's always been the bane of my existence. <laughs> oh, no, you want to know what the bane of my existence is Wait, right now? What? I've been doing um, video work. Okay. And so we've been making DVDs. Oh, God. You want to talk about a printing being the bane of existence? Wow. No. And what's really sad is DVD technology <laughs> has not really improved since progressed. 1996. Are these in, like, director? How do they author the menus and all that? Um, well, right now I'm using Toast for that. Oh, yeah. I remember Toast. Toast is, is it's pretty good now. Mm -hmm. it, it's still pretty good. It's probably the most stable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... But still, even authoring it, even if everything goes through and it looks like it's playing, then you go to copy it and it says, no, that's a bad master. <laughs> and, and then you, you just you just wasted the last coaster, two hours of your life. Made a coaster out of the disc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and you, but you think that we would have improved. We've improved in every other technological aspect. I know. But for whatever reason, DVD authoring has not improved since 1996. Wow. So... I mean, there's got to be a a good reason for DVD, don't you think? I mean, from an archival standpoint, is there? Can we really trust the cloud? I mean, I I am still adamant in backing things up with discs. Mm -hmm. Physical. Physical. Yeah. I I well even even more physical than like a flash drive or a, a hard drive. Mm -hmm. Like to me, a disc when it's properly done mm -hmm. is still the most oh, thank stable. Thanks a lot. <laughs> A disc when properly done is still the most stable thing you can have. Mm -hmm. um, and if you take care of it, that thing will be there. Right. Right. And I don't know, is, have I become an old man and just like, no, my technology is the best. And <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true or not, but hmm. um, that's how I feel. And even though I have things in the cloud, even though I have things mm -hmm. on hard drives, flash drives, yep. all of that has... Has, I mean, there's been times when I can't connect to the cloud. There's been times when a hard drive crashes on me or a flash drive just won't mount right. Right, right. A CD, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever you want to call it now, it doesn't seem to have that that failability. Yes. And, and, and fail what rate. What some people say is that, the, you know, you really should print because basically all of it, even DVD, is sort of a... Temporary. Well, it's. It is. When you it's, say all of us, really, even printing is temporary because it's going to fade. It is, but even DVDs are going to fade eventually. Right. I mean, in a hundred years they or do two. They screw up. Right? They do. Yeah. No, but I mean, even even the print on the, the disc okay. will eventually fade. I think they predicted. Okay. I mean, they haven't faded yet mm -hmm. because society hasn't lived long enough for yeah, it to happen. With that technology. But the technology will eventually fade. The, the disc image will fade off of it eventually. What about the data? Well, if the disc image is gone, I mean, it, yeah, if it's gone, because mm -hmm. it's not like a record where there's a physical groove. There's no groove, right. No. It's, yeah, the late, well, I don't know. This, this is all Burn, theory right. that I've read about, mm -hmm. so. Again, I, we're talking hundreds of years from now, yeah, yeah. and according to the last article I read, we're not even going to make it past 2040, so. Oh, right, everybody's talking about that. That's what we're talking about, yeah. Mm. I will try very hard not to go political with this, good, but. Good thing or a bad thing? Well, I believe uh, the end of our society is a bad thing, or the end of our planet. I mean, I guess there's, there's an no, argument there's no, there's for no the upside, converse. There's no upside to that, like a... 
Well, all the people I hate are probably going to be gone. See, there you go. So. All your debts are gone. All my debts are gone. Yeah, I should probably go to Walmart and buy all the guns and start learning now. Right? Zombie apocalypse. do over too, right? Couldn't it? If the thing ends and just becomes this, you know, nothing, and then in, what, millions of years it becomes a thing again, possibly? If we want to look at it that way, yeah. But being the microbe that's going to be extinguished, <laughs> extinguished over this... From my perspective, I don't know if I like that, especially because I don't necessarily believe in an afterlife. Okay. I believe more along the lines of energy recycling. Okay. I mean, obviously we have an energy in us, and obviously, you know, matter never gets completely destroyed, only so reused. So it's transformed to. So I believe more along that lines, that that line of thought. So right. I don't think my consciousness is going anywhere. <laughs> I, I think... Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. No. But, um, yeah, so the end, of, the end of the world, to me, sounds really, really bad. Yeah. It's amazing that, and a little suspicious that they've narrowed it down to an actual date. Oh, they're always throwing around dates, though. Yeah. You can't sell a paper unless you have something specific like mm -hmm. that. So, because if you think about it, what did we have, 2012 last 2012, and then once 2012 came, it's like, oh, yes. well, um, I mean, they already sold their papers by 2012, yes. predicting it, so they don't care about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure 2040 is not really an estimation. It's, it's probably just some arbitrary number they've thrown mm -hmm. out there. Okay, right. Because how do you measure that? Right. You can't, you can't measure stuff like that. because right? there's But there's also so many um, pieces of that that... that are so many variables in that equation right. that you cannot measure, and exactly. so you're just guessing. Yeah. And and I'm not even talking about the wild card that's in the presidency right now. I mean, I could mm -hmm. be, but right. Oops. Yeah. It's fine. I'll wait until you're st you stop no, that's rubbing. Okay. Go ahead and eat your food too. You're eating. Oh, but I'm talking. Sorry about that. This Probably is... for 40 minutes. I was speaking to my knee. <laughs> Welcome to. I had a conversation. I'd like to say that that was the worst, uh, the worst podcast though. If we were speaking to you for forty minutes, yeah, but I don't know, <laughs> man. You've, you've had some doozies on there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how, you know, warm that makes me feel. Oh well, let's keep going, man. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I do talk about your podcast to a lot of my friends. Oh, cool. I mean, it, it is. I'm glad somebody's talking about it. <laughs> somebody, somebody <laughs> out there's talking about it. Well, I mean, our, our group of friends, you know, we get around. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. obviously, if somebody's doing something, a lot of us are going to be talking about it. Yep. And I've heard lots of positive mm -hmm. and lots of negative. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and the, I think the most common negative aspect of it mm -hmm. is the damn thing just cuts off right when the conversation goes <laughs> in the direction that they want to hear. Well, I'm changing that a bit. You know, what I, what I did... What I, you know, because the, the thing about it is, is that, you know, um, it's difficult to edit a two-hour podcast because, you know, my feet go numb and I get edema and whatever. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. No, I and get so it. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to listen to everything we're saying and write it down, summarize it. And so I do 30-minute chunks, you know, which I know it's aggravating. But, but then there's the other part where, according to, you know, people who make podcasts, they're not supposed to be longer than 30 minutes, the segments. Okay. Because most people commute when they're listening to podcasts. 
Oh, so this is the, this is the the audience that you're envisioning as you're editing this? Yeah, I, yeah, which I don't know that you know, but it's an on average that's what it is, and and then I'm not good about saying um, at the end of thirty minutes. I'm not good about saying. Um, well, if you want to hear more of Dave and you know my conversation, you know, wait for part two. It just cuts off, mm-hmm. and so they think, you know. What the fuck? But then they go to part two, yeah. and it doesn't sound like it picks up where you left it should. off. It should. That part should, because I literally razor cut it in logic. Now, that did happen. Where you're right. There might have been some old ones where, um, I, you know, I don't know what hat was happening. Maybe I was drinking beer when I was editing. <laughs> yeah. So I actually went back, because you, you were talking about this last time after we Yeah, when we off. had lunch together. And so I actually put together Rob's as a whole thing. Uh, Stamos's, I put his as a whole I'm slowly doing that, you know. And it's easier to put it as a whole now that I've done it as 30 minute segments because mm-hmm. then I can take all the graphic, the words, summarize it all up. And, and yeah, so, and, the, and that alone becomes an art piece right there. Right. Because now you have a poem right next to a... ton of it, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and there's all this SEO about how the words are and how, you know, we have to have... Dude, I'm still trying to learn SEO. Yeah. That is... That's pretty complex. It is. It's so it's such a simple concept, because all it is is you're putting together search terms, yeah. So people can find you on the internet. Yes. It sounds so dumb. simple yeah. and dumb. Yeah, dumb. Mm-hmm. When you just say it like that, mm-hmm. but just rearranging the letters in a certain way, yep. the words in a certain way, make yes. all the difference. And yes. it's such a foreign concept to me. But because and you, because it's not just grammar. It's not just programming. It's like what Google wants today mm-hmm. is what it is. And it's so, it's yeah. how people even type in things. Yeah. So if anything, it's a lack of grammar. Absolutely. <laughs> because yeah. you, you fight against all your grammatical things no, that you want to put into it. That's the truth. Yeah, I, I don't know if I told you, but like, you know, uh, Josh Peck, the actor, he started a podcast almost right when I did mine. And I believe he might have recorded Stamos the day before. And anyways, they're both up there, you know, mine and his. And, you know, mine, if you, if you Google it, you know, it's John Stamos' podcast, mine comes up on top. And that's because you've got those SEO. wonderful SEOs. Yeah. But Pex is way more popular. He's got way more listens. I mean, it's two celebrities. It is two celebrities. Yeah. But, but still. We're, uh, we're working on getting you to be a celebrity <laughs> so that that can uh, up, your, up your game there. Up my game. But that's the power of um, SEOs, that if you do it properly, that, yeah, you can get, um, you know, in front of somebody else that, that has a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to do. But So what I'm trying to do is uncover that secret SEO so when you type in photography, my name just goes to the top. Right. Fuck Annie Leibovitz. Yeah. Fuck Ansel Adams. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's some formula. Uh, yeah, the formula is paying Google millions and millions well, of dollars to... Uh... Right. <laughs> but also the, they do have some level of um, a history thing. I know that if you owned yourname.com that you'll get a little higher on a search engine a lot of times than somebody who just bought a similar name.com. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, if you give Google a bunch of money, then they'll, they'll flip that in two seconds. Money will solve everybody's problems. Yeah. Yeah. And now I do feel like I'm talking like the president. I think that you have a thing that it doesn't matter about all what you're talking about. I think, I think that you, know, you have a style and a, and a you know, intellect and an approach that that's what sells you. It's not... Where you were on a Google search, or you know? No, well, that's true, but you don't want something as stupid as a Google search to work against you. I yes, think is what it that's is. That's for sure. 
That's for sure. So you want everything streamlined to just all, all the pieces from everything just go into the web that yeah. is, you know, wherever you want to point them. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was a spider's web, not a virtual worldwide web. <laughs> I was referring to right there. And, I, and when I saw you today in the parking lot, I noticed your wonderful shirt. Oh, my new, yes. What does it say? So this David, is David, David taking David. pictures. DTP. DTP. Desktop publishing. <laughs> Desktop publishing. <laughs> Down to party. Down to party. Um, <laughs> whatever you want to add love to that. that. Um, yeah, uh, so I've launched myself. Uh, I think I was just on the cusp of doing that when we last talked. Yeah. God, was that almost a year ago? How long ago was that? No, maybe um, hmm, six months ago. Six months ago? Yeah, something. I have to look. Well, however really long it was, yeah. it's insane because it feels like we were just talking yesterday. That's true. And That's true. there's so many things that have happened since then. Oh, good. Um, good. Yeah, I've, uh, well, I've launched the website. Mm -hmm. uh, I've launched it and since relaunched it <laughs> a second cool. time since then. Was there a reason? Um, aesthetics, I guess. Okay. Have you have I sent you any of the the new website stuff? I saw some of it. Let me see it now. Let me show, yeah, let me, me little... pull it up right now because there's nothing better the than to listen what? to some. Uh, it's davidtakingpictures.com. Okay. Davidtakingpictures.com. Very simple. I tried think I tried DTP at one point, mm. but no, I'm not going to pay the thousand dollars yet. Oh. So basically, I also relaunched this because I started. Um, Selling myself more as a portrait photographer. Okay. And just putting myself out there. I've actually bought ad space in various places. Okay. And I'm... Does just, that work? It hasn't yet, but it's been less than a month. Okay. So... Man. I, I can't really expect really it to good. just be... Yeah, I, I'm really... I, I love the way I got the color schemes, because it's just yeah. the, the black with a little bit of highlights of red, mm. black and white. Um, it's got my what I view as, like, the correct saturation of colors, not too yeah. bright, yeah. Um, yet vivid enough. I love your, um, you know, your images of the objects, the Lego. The Lego thing. stuff. And, I, you know, I gotta get back into you that. You somehow get this sort of epic, yeah, an epic kind of a feel about that. How do you do that with a piece of fucking plastic? With a piece of fucking plastic? Yeah. Honestly, because minifigures are so expressive, mm -hmm. um, I blame the fact that I text with emojis and that I can communicate with mm. little tiny faces. Mm. Um, and I, I I just try and tell a story in, mm. that, in that face. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing there's that emotional... When I look at your images like that, there's this... It, you feel something. And see, I blame Apple for that. Because Why? Apple well, Apple pushed emojis on us to the point where we can look at something inanimate. I mean, mm. have you ever talk, tried talking in, in GIFs or, or with mm. no words whatsoever? Mm. It, mm. Some of my friends do that sometimes. Okay. And we just we see how long the conversation can go with no words being said. Symbols, basically. Symbols. Yes. And you would be shocked as to how much we can communicate. Mm. I mean, you may not get exactly what the person's thinking, mm -hmm. But, more but you get same. close enough. I mean, that you can tell. That's yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, so then I've also got on this website. I have a lot of little quotes from some of my favorite photographers. Cool. That kind of reflect. Uh, Who the, are some of your favorite photographers? Well, according to this website, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I was I went through the history of photography, and so mm -hmm. um, not necessarily f for their photographic work, mm -hmm. but. I really like uh, 
Well, I like Ansel Adams. Okay, why? Mainly because when I've seen him in interviews, mm -hmm. and I've seen him um, in the few few places I've seen him speak, mm -hmm. he just sounds like he really puts a lot of thought into everything he does. Mm, yeah. And I, I've always been more of a thinker. Yeah. And I guess I, I mean I guess I'm a philosopher, yeah. philosophizer, mm -hmm. however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, although I look at it more like a... It's one of the things that attracted to me is that you're a thinker. Yeah? Yeah, we'd have talks and you have a great mind. And so, you know, I'd, I'd always enjoy our conversations because... I mean, you were the first one I ever did a podcast with. I know, and I'm the first one you're doing a sequel to. You are. I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, hey, this David's going to be the first one who's going to do two of these. That's so, awesome. Wow, my God. Hopefully this is more like Empire Strikes Back and less like Gremlins 2, though. <laughs> Although Hulk Hogan breaking the fourth wall did does sound kind of cool. Did you watch the latest one? What's the latest one? Han Solo? I did. What did you think of Han Solo? I have mixed feelings about it because, first of all, I'm a Star Wars diehard. Yep. Um, I mean, Star Wars was my childhood. Yeah. Uh, I had Transformers and He-Man, but and def I always Define that, Star, Star Wars. Wars your so one, so th well, uh, I was born in 1980. So, so four, was, five, and six was your... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I was born in 1980s, the year Empire came out. Okay. Um, I first saw the trilogy, I think, I want to say in 83. Okay. 84, maybe. Um, yeah, probably 84, because I think that's about when the, they came out in VHS mm -hmm. for the first time. Okay. And I watched, I never got to see them in the theaters when I was a kid. Right. Because obviously I was way too young. But I, I don't know, man. It was such a transformative experience seeing those movies for the first time yeah. at that age. Yeah. And just, it made my imagination just soar. Yeah. And I, I really, truly believe those movies are what influenced me to be an artist. Mm. Because, mm. I mean, there was nothing like it. Yes. It, even the the ones that they compare to at that time, like you know, we have we've had be? we've had space fair uh, movies like that, but they just were not Star like Wars. Like Logan's Run. Or, Logan. Oh uh -huh. well, yeah. Though, some of those yeah. I haven't seen, but I mean, even yeah. Star Trek. Star oh, sure. Trek was just a bunch of alien races bickering, as far as I was concerned. True. Right. It was just looking for diplomacy and and less epic. A lot less epic. Yeah. No, I want to th throw down mm -hmm. with the. Uh, Freaking light swords and <laughs> blasting missiles into little crevices and blowing yeah. up entire planets. And I agree. I mean, what is it about Star Wars that... Because if you really look at it, if you detach yourself from what it is, it's not like it's the greatest writing in the world. It's not no. like it's the greatest... Oh, no, far from it. You know? George Lucas has proved since it's definitely not the greatest writing. Um, why is it so good? Um... It's visually stimulating. Yeah. John Williams' music has a yeah, lot to do with that. That's true. The music's huge. Huh? The music is incredibly huge. And I, I honestly don't think I made that connection for a long time. Mm. And then once I started studying music, mm -hmm. and you just see its effects that it has. Oh, it's, yeah. It, it's gigantic. My God. Sound in general on a movie, right? I don't know what John Williams makes, mm -hmm. but I believe he is directly responsible for almost... I'm going to say 90% of the emotion we're feeling of any of the scenes he, I agree. he writes music Turn for. Turn the volume down, you'll see that, yeah. It's not, it's not I mean, yeah. Jaws? Right. Jaws is ridiculously dumb looking when there's no music to it. Right. <laughs> or sound. The sound of people drowning or being eaten by a thing. Or, yeah. You know, sound is salacious, you know, you can't escape it. 
Although, you know, I actually did make a bad point there because mm. now that I'm thinking about it, I have watched Spielberg's stuff with, with the volume down before. Mm -hmm. And no, he is actually a visually a great storyteller. Right. Um, I, yeah, I, I just, I actually take back exactly what I just said about Jaws because, <laughs> no, I, I've been watching, I, um, the HBO thing that they did on Spielberg mm. made me really go back and watch a lot of his movies mm. and that dude, yeah. No, he was, he was, he was every, everything that George Lucas wanted to be as mm -hmm. a visual storyteller, mm -hmm. I think Spielberg caught. Those guys were buddies, weren't they? Weren't they, they like, I think they were buddies. Stuff? I think they were competitive okay. at a time. Okay, yeah. Well, because you, you do know the, the big um, competition they had where uh, Spielberg won like 1% of merchandising rights to Star Wars. I think they traded for something wow. because the, nobody thought it was going to be worth anything. And he wow. still owns 1% of the mm. merchandise. That's crazy. I mean... You take away everything else that that dude's accomplished, yeah, and you could still live a pretty goddamn good oh, life for sure. off of one percent of Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. So uh, Han Solo, what was it about it that was? Uh, well, I think more than any of the other ones that we've seen so far, it yeah. just felt like the most Disney attempt at trying to <laughs> why push why the franchise. How do they inject Disney? How do they that? inject Disney? Yeah. Um, I'm watching that. Why am I thinking Disney? I guess because we're just retreading on things because it feels like we could make a dollar off of it. Mm. Like, when I grew up, all the the stuff that they mentioned, like the Kessel Run and stuff yes. like that, they were made into books. If okay. you wanted to go and explore that adventure, you would have to go on your own, you know, on right. your own and, and read the books. Than... And then Disney comes mm -hmm. and buys it and they say, all those books that you've been investing in for the last 25 years okay. in Star Wars, yeah. yeah, they no longer count. They're not They're relevant. not canon. They're not relevant. And, I mean, because I've Did seen... Did they change the story? They ch Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Because the in the books, because, yeah, I, I read all, all of them because I was yeah. a nerd. But in the books, uh, the Kessel Run was a series of black holes. Okay. And so you navigating on the, the straightest possible line you could do without getting sucked into the black holes was due to your speed. So the faster your ship, the more that makes sense. the more direct you could make. And that's right. how they explained how it was a parsec, because obviously that was a, an error in the original Star Wars. That's what I heard, right. I remember hearing about that. Um, so, like, stuff like that, it was kind of cool, because it, it, they would never cover it by a movie. Right. It, it, just, it wouldn't happen. It was just a, a throwaway line. And now it looks like Disney is taking all those throwaway lines and like, we're going to make a whole three-movie trilogy based off of that one line. Yeah. See, you know, I didn't read those books, so I didn't know that. Yeah. So I didn't have that reference, you know, I just thought, huh. You know, honestly, some of the, the sequel books growing up, um, like the Timothy Zahn uh, Thrawn mm -hmm. trilogy, where this um, the last remaining bit of the Empire is led by this guy named Grand Admiral Thrawn. Okay. Who they've since reintroduced again back into the, the Disney-fied, but it's not the same character. Okay, uh-huh. Um, he... He was a, um, an alien, and the, the Emperor has a complete, uh, like, xenophobia against mm. alien races. Okay. That's, uh, that's why they, that's how they explain that he was always surrounded by humans, even though they were in a world of uh, aliens. Cool. You always see the Empire as represented as humans. That's true. So that's Thrawn true. was 
one of the aliens that was so brilliant that the Emperor had no choice but to promote him to a Grand Admiral status. So he had to acknowledge him. He had to acknowledge him because he was just too brilliant. Okay. And so this, he was a strategist. Mm -hmm. And they had a whole trilogy of novels mm -hmm. about him mm -hmm. taking on Luke and Leia and Han mm -hmm. after Jedi. Okay. And, and they were just so compelling. And mm -hmm. I mean, my God, that they... They, they were just as good as the movies, if not yes, better. probably better. And that's what really kept me going with Star Wars, even after the movies, because we had, what, a 20-year gap between yeah. the first I trilogy mean, I, and the prequels? I didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I remember yeah. in 1998, they did the Fox special, and they announced that they were making the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And I, I remember the feeling that I had. Right. I was, what, 17, 16 years old, 17? Yeah. And... It, oh my god, it just, it felt like that was, it, yes. I, I can't really describe the feeling because there's no way I can equate it to anything we have because we're so, we just are so bombarded mm -hmm. by this stuff now that mm -hmm. there's no special feeling of wanting something for so long and then just and get having it. We, we live in a world where we can instantaneously order it and a freaking drone delivers it to it in That's an true. hour. That's true. So it, it's really hard well, to explain that feeling. You know, for me feeling. being old... You know, it was, it was, I actually thought, God, you know, and I wasn't that old when the, when they came out. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I hope I'm alive to see all three. And then, and now that they're making them, they're, and there's no sign of them stopping. And now you're like, oh my God, I hope I'm dead before they end. Or, 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 or like, no, I think about like when, when I die, you know, my son might see episodes that I'll never see. And that's, talk about fanatical. That is, yeah. That's kind of depressing. <laughs> That's life, you know. But it that, is. But to me, that's how important good art is. You know, I mean, it's um, something to be savored. You know? That's true. I mean, for that's... me personally, you know, that's the thing. But, but so and so, getting back to you know Han Solo, when I saw it, I wanted to hate it. Okay. Because it wasn't the same guy, you know, and and I didn't love all of it, but I have to admit that. Not very long into the movie, I kind of believed I was watching Han Solo. Honestly, um, character-wise, and, and it it didn't bother me that it was a different person. Mm -hmm. I know it bothered so many other people. Yeah, I think I was bothered more because they were changing the story, right? Which I had no reference um, to. And yeah, and I understand that. Yeah, and then also, well, spoiler alert: the Darth Maul reveal at the end. Yes, it was so unnecessary because. We've only seen him in, like, the TV shows. Yes. And if you're just watching the films, this guy was dead. Now he's not. No explanation. Yeah, right. And, and also maybe even a little anticlimactic. Yeah. As a villain, I mean, I was just like, I wasn't so terrified of him. You know what it felt like? Mm. It felt like Disney going through a catalog of people. Who have we not used <laughs> yet? Who could fit in this part right. that won't conflict with what we have planned for the sequel trilogy, for right. the... Yeah, wow. so that's what it felt like more to me than anything else. Wow, yeah. And because, uh, like, if you watch the TV shows, mm -hmm. we've already seen the entire arc of Darth Maul. Okay. We, in the... Those are those animation... The anime, oh, yeah. they're so good, too. Yeah. Uh, Rebels was probably my favorite. Mm. And they had they years. had Darth Maul's um, end. Okay. He, f he finally has his confrontation with Obi-Wan. Okay. Uh, and it's, Obi defeats it, him. Well... It, it, I don't want to spoil that, yeah. but um, I mean, obviously he's going to because yeah. you know that that Obi Wan's alive at that point yes. and he's not. Yes. But the way they handle it, it's just 
it, it feels like such a fitting end mm. for Maul to me. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But now that we've had the end, yeah. we're going back and saying, oh, yeah, there's this whole little part of him being the lead of a crime syndicate that you, you didn't know about. Right. And we decided now was the time to reveal that. Right. Right, right. in the middle of his story. And is he the, the crime guy they're talking about that's back on... At the very end of the movie, they're all going to... Dathomir. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. So that, that is him. Maul. That is Maul. So they're not referring to uh, Jabba. No. Okay. Oh, no, I th no. Um, Han is referring to Jabba. He is? Yeah, Han. Okay. I'm sorry, no, I thought you were talking about when... Because Darth Maul says that they're... Oh, not yeah. him, but... No, no, no. No, I, no they're, they're definitely referring Han to Jabba. and... Uh, the... Because they have to. Yeah. They have to the put next... it, plug into these... To the... Uh, the... The original trilogy, because that we know Han that we heading. know he was going to work for Han, for yeah. Hajaba. Yeah. So they need to make that connection. Right. Otherwise, the movie is worthless. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And let's not even talk about how many freaking directors they went through before they got to Ron Howard. I didn't know that. How many did they go through? Uh, at least two that I know of. Wow. And yeah, and Ron Howard came on very late to the project, from mm. what I understand, and then decided to reshoot a bunch of scenes. Okay. So. I guess be, it probably influences my liking of it. Yeah. Because I'm aware of how these movies are made now. Yeah. Uh, you just, you see all the details. So the actual production you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and like in hearing that there's problems and that they're mm. reconstructing this movie by committee, mm -hmm. that kind of sours it for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe I do go into it with preconceived notions because of that, mm -hmm. and I can't enjoy it as much, regardless mm -hmm. of how so much I want to. you preferred it before when it was... Even when Lucas was doing it, wasn't it still to some level committee because of the enormous... There is no freaking way you could get to your first screening of mm. Empire Strikes Back okay. in today's age mm -hmm. and not know the ending, the spoiler at the end. Okay. Because the way that our media is designed at this point, yeah. that spoiler would have been revealed like months before the movie even came out. Mm. That's interesting. There's no way that they could keep that secret. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, that was such a defining moment of mm -hmm. Empire Strikes Back. And in that era, in 1980, when nobody knew. Yeah. Like, you could go weeks and people wouldn't know that. Right. Back then. Right. So you're saying because of, what, social media? Because of just... Or it's just it's not even whole... just social media. It's, it's the way that we are raised to look at spoilers at this point. Like, I mean, we now live in a society that goes out of their way to keep spoilers. Like, there's now an etiquette in media, it's in true. social media, it's true. of how long it is before it's rude to spoil a movie. Oh, because okay, right. I didn't know that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. People kind of protect it. Yeah. Because this thing we have can kill it so easily. So easy. Yeah. And, and I don't know. It just seems meaningless to me to put that much effort into. Mm -hmm. But then again, I've, I've come to realize that spoilers mean nothing. Mm -hmm. I can still enjoy something and knowing the end. Yes. And I learned that when I got, um, I had a friend who who had a friend mm -hmm. who worked on um, The Sixth Sense. Oh. And so right. he got us into a, a pre-screening a month before it came out. Oh, wow. Which was really cool. Right. But I already knew the ending oh. going in there. Wow. Because I, did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. But I enjoyed it watching how the movie was unfolding and how, it, how they specifically went around that fact yes so i'm watching it for the first time and seeing that and, and honestly i i think 
Did you M. at some point forget, or did you still... No, 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 no. Well, I, I knew the whole point. Still because knew. Because the whole point of the movie is that that spoiler at the end. I mean, that's M. Night Shyamalan. That's, that's what he right. does. Right. He has the twist at the end. Right. But that was before anyone even knew who he was. I just saw a thing on him on the um, uh, Norm MacDonald show. Oh, I want to watch that. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. I love Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Um, his show's a lot like this podcast. There's no beginning. They, they do one song again, which we don't, which I don't do. But other than that, it's pretty. Hey, open. I'm the first person now to do two of these. We can change the rules at this point. Do you want to do a song at the end? No, I don't want to. But he had that guy on, the Indian. What's his name? The guy that did the Sixth Sense. The Edmund Shemlin. Yeah, he's. I guess comes from this huge gaggle of doctors in his family. He's the only one that wanted to be a filmmaker. Yeah. Isn't that funny how that happens? Yeah. And where was he from? Somewhere back east, right? Somewhere. I honestly don't know about him. <laughs> I don't believe that he's from California. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. And, um, yeah, he's talking about all that stuff. And he's talking about how he, he, um, he talked about just what you said about the internet and how these days people actually, have, like, they'll do previews and people actually won't spill it. Yeah. Because they, they maybe, maybe it's in order to guard these stories and, you know, they don't say it anymore. Just like, the, like you said, there's an etiquette for that, you know. There is. I guess in that sense, I like that that we've changed enough to have an etiquette. But then we have the other end of the spectrum where we've just become so damn freaking sensitive mm-hmm. and thinking that our opinions are the only ones that matter. Right. And right. and then taking actions based off of our opinions or our feelings being hurt or yeah. something not lining up with the way that we personally view the world. Yes. And it's become very intolerant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching, um, well, this is on the way out. I, I hope I understood what I did with just gleaning the article. Mm-hmm. but Because um, I really hate being those people that just read the headlines and then <laughs> acting like they know everything about what was going on. That's okay, there's but, nothing permanent here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not like we're recording anything. I'm not going to have my words come back and haunt me. But um, there was this article um, slash video, because there's not ever mm-hmm. anything that's just text anymore. Um <laughs> that had this guy on a plane berating this old black lady hmm. and he totally took it into a racist hmm. uh, rant hmm. Be- because she was old and couldn't get out of his way so okay. he can get to his seat on a plane. Okay. He starts berating her and just calling her every name in the book. Mm-hmm. And so the passengers are reacting and hmm. and the crew are just like kind of letting it happen, hmm. saying he's, I haven't heard him say anything racist, even though we're literally recording <laughs> all the things he's saying. Yeah. They end up moving her to another place. And I think the point of the article mm-hmm. was that the airline did nothing about it mm-hmm. until people on social to. media started complaining about it. And they had like three million complaints that they did nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And so now they're taking their time to investigate how to go about this in the future so that it never happens again. That made you mad? It makes me mad because mm-hmm. it's such a reactionary response to it. From the airline? From the airline, yeah. Like if you see somebody abusing an old lady, berating them, yeah. freaking think with your humanity. Don't think about your job at right. that point. Right. Do you feel that maybe that that staff on that actual plane, were they trained to like not? I think that they were trying to figure out in their mind what what their training tells them about that okay. over yeah. like, let's try and, and help this person. Right. 
And to me, that is just such a wrong response. That, but that's the norm now. Right. We're not going to respond until we think we can figure out how we're supposed to respond right. so that we get the least amount of people to complain about it. Yes, or the least amount of money flying out of Or the least amount of money. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's money. It really is money. I say people, but no, you're absolutely right. Money, it, right. It always comes down to money. Yeah. And I am so not that person right. that it's really hard for me to think like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You could tell I'm not that person because I'm still living with my grandparents. Yeah. And I'm 40 fucking years old, practically. Yeah. And, yeah. I just I just bought uh -huh. my first bed. I just went and um, needed a new bed. Those are expensive went, They're so expensive. Yeah. I got it financed. It's the first thing yeah, in my adult life huh. that I have ever gone through the whole great, bank of a, financing. and. Is it, was, is it a great bed? It's a fantastic bed. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird how... There's a difference between a two thousand dollar bed and a four thousand dollar bed. There's well, eight hundred dollar bed. Yeah. I think I was on a two hundred dollar bed. Yeah, and I exists. upgraded to a fifteen hundred dollar bed. You can't sleep on a two hundred dollar bed. No, and, and as a matter of fact, um, the reason I needed to get a new one is I was waking up in pain with my back. Oh, I've now reached that age where I have to think about how I'm going to wake up and. It's going to be a good day or not based off of if I have a pinching sensation in my lower back. You get the lower back thing? I do. I think we all kind of do when we do photography because we're always carrying oh, heavy yeah. freaking equipment. It's a weird, a lot of the body positions we're in are strange. Oh, yeah. And then, and then my back is killing me, but I need to get down on the floor and yep. get that shot from that angle. Yep. And I know it's going to be hours of agony later, but I got to get the shot. Right, it's more important. It really is. Right. But now that I have this new bed, it like nice. I'm waking up happy again. Nice. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Don't underestimate sleep. It's so weird how much that changes your outlook on life. Yeah, yeah, sleep's important. So I mean, in, in every regard, like. And of course, now I'm thinking, hmm, what's a four thousand dollar bed gonna do? <laughs> I say, if your whatever bed you have now works, I. Still, it really does. I, I was very happy with it. Yeah. I, here's how happy I was. Mm -hmm. I was so happy that I agreed to the lady that sold it to me that mm -hmm. I would go on there on Yelp mm -hmm. and give her a positive oh, review. Oh, I nice. never do that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so the fact that I sat down and spent about 10 minutes writing up a big paragraph right. for her. Does it have a nice little, what do they call the top on there where it's kind of like a, somebody put a quilt on the top? Of it, it does pillow, have one pillow, of those. Pillow top. But more than anything else, it's firm. I'm, okay, you I'm like a that. big yeah. well. I'm a big guy. Yeah, I'll soften it myself. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I like a firm bed too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's nice. It really is. Wow. So, so let's go back to your website. It's okay. Back to the website. You're showing me the site here, and we're looking. Oh, at here's the, the yeah. here's the thing. This is actually based off of something we talked about last time. Okay. Um, in that you wanted to see, um, how I do a, uh, some of my yeah. retouches because it's so. Yeah. And you were like. I can look at the finished product, but that's not going to mean anything to me unless I see what you've gone through. Right. So even though this is kind of a prototype right now, because I only got the one, Ooh, so these nice. are all my retouches that I have up here. Yeah. And I'm going to, um, so you can look at the, the photo, the final product, and then yeah. there's going to be a behind the scenes link underneath it. Yeah. And it takes you to a GIF that then puts you through a little animation of see, what I did. that's so fucked up. That picture is so good, David. That's so <laughs> fucked up. I know this, uh -huh. and I and seeing it again, it's like, what? You're you're, you know, like a genius. I mean that. I'm really not. You know, I was actually thinking about this hmm. because people throw around that word genius a yeah. lot now. Uh huh. And 
I'm not that I'm bragging, but I do hear that mm -hmm. my way. Yeah. I think I figured out. You want to know the way to fool somebody mm. into thinking you're smart? What how? <laughs> the way to fool somebody into thinking you're smart yeah. is you always disagree with them. Hmm. That's just being argumentative, isn't it? It is. But mm -hmm. people think that argumentative people are smart. Hmm. If uh, you're going to start with the conversation. Yes. And like if somebody says, um, I really like this piece of art here. Okay. Do you like it? Okay. You, you take the counter. Okay. If you agree with them, they're not going to think anything of it. If you disagree with them, then they're going to be like, hmm, this know? person put some thought. Exactly. Mm. Okay. But really, you think that's what it is with you? Because I feel that, that you actually are an intelligent person. I would like to think that, but I don't think I'm as intelligent as a lot of people think I am. Really? I really don't. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to have some soda now to wash that down. So what would be an example of a proof that you are not really that intelligent? Um, I let people talk about my accomplishments and what I'm able to do without correcting them. Because, okay, like even talking okay. about computers. Okay. Like what I know about computers yeah. is very, very cursory. It's, it's not as in-depth okay. as people think I, I do. Okay. I, but yet, people who know about computers will talk to me mm -hmm. as if I know what they're talking about. Okay. And as long as I don't disagree with that... <laughs> then it seems then like you're following. It seems like I'm following. Okay, okay. And, because, I, I mean, in a conversation, how do you go about, like, saying, I'm not going to just blurt out, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. Mm. But, I do that all the time. I say that all the time. <laughs> I say, like, can you repeat that everything after the word, you know... No, yeah, I mean, I... I, uh... I mean, I, I can follow what, what's being said. Yeah. But don't ask me to go and recreate it right after. Right. But I can tell when you're talking about a thing that you actually did or didn't do. It's one thing to say, oh, remember Image Ready? Oh, yeah, I remember Image Ready. But if you've ever used it... And then we start talking about the... the but little, see, but, yeah. but even in that, yeah. if I just give you just a little bit of a taste... Mm -hmm. uh, um, let me think, okay. You know that the phrase "jack of all trades, master of none." Yes. That's how I feel. Everyone assumes that I'm a master in this, master in that. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I am. Mm -hmm. but, I, in yeah. Photoshop, yeah. everyone's called. I've, I've been called a genius in Photoshop. Yeah. No, I've been in a room with geniuses in Photoshop. <laughs> I am so on the other end of that spectrum. Right. Now I'm aspiring to be. Yeah. I'm practicing. Yeah. But I look at some of my older work, and I'm like, "Who is this person?" But that's any progression, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying, I'm, I'm never comfortable with anyone calling me a genius. Yeah. I really am not. That could be part of it. Because I think that the whole jack of all trades thing, I've felt that about myself. You know, I've, I've been interested in so many different things. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because at a young age, very young age, like when I was a child, I realized that life was finite. And um, I just wanted to know everything. And, I, and then I knew that you couldn't. And that fucking pissed me off. Because, you know... I would like to be a doctor. I'd like to be a lawyer. I'd like to be... Dude, you, know. you are... You just, like, made me feel very cre creeped out because mm. I swear to God I had that moment in my life at a young age, too. I believe it, though. Yeah. When you just... All of a sudden you discover you're not going to be around forever. Right. And yeah. because you're not going to be around forever, you just... You want to just get a taste of everything and yes. make sure you're not missing out. Yes. And don't and, you think that... Not to interrupt you, but don't you think no. that, that now... That's almost become the way you have to be in, as a professional. In other words, all the people that we know that were just this one thing, we know people that were film photographers are extremely successful. And they, oh, yeah, I'm a film photographer. I'm the best. I'm great. I make a good living at it. 
and digital came. I'm gonna keep doing film because I'm good at the out of the fucking job. I mean, now. So yeah, because they only know that one thing. Yeah. And they can't adapt beyond that. Yeah. And even well, the that's another world reason that I say like us as photographers being very adaptable. Yeah. I mean that makes us. More yeah, that, that, that does. Don't you think? I, it, yeah, absolutely. I could have never made this podcast had I not had a web background, had I not had a graphics background, had I not been able to operate Illustrator, Logic. You know, so maybe tools. I am looking at this the wrong way. Maybe it's the person who is the jack that is the genius Th that's what and I'm the saying. master. You almost have to take that approach. And nowadays, for instance, I, I was talking to this guy on, a, on these podcasts. He's one of the greatest drummers ever. Mm -hmm. Played with Elton John, played with people from the Rolling Stones. Literally, you know, like, number one call guy, you know? Uh -huh. And nowadays in music, there's no going to a studio. It's rare. Almost all of it's like in a garage, your garage. And guess what he has to do? He has to audio engineer it, which is, used to be this job. where you It go used to be an entire job that somebody yeah. would just go nine to five yeah. and do that. John Bonham and all these people and mus musicians you've listened to, they don't go in there and move the knobs and take the microphone and do this. They just go play the fucking drums. But now, when you're the best drummer in the world, you got to be an audio fucking I think thing. that's also why I don't feel like I'm a genius. Because when I was young, that's what I aspired to to be in this room where all this stuff is happening. Okay. And instead of me rising to that, the rest of them have sunk down to me in my garage, fiddling with, with whatever I could get a hold of yes. and making stuff. Yes. And maybe that's why I don't feel like I've grown. But because I'm in the same place. You were, it's you, just you, now you, I'm equal to these people. You, that's the thing. I mean, there used to be a magazine called Home Studio Recording. I mean, fucking Quincy Jones has a home. They all do it in their home. Yeah. There's no such thing as that anymore. Yeah, that's true. So that's what I'm saying to you about the whole jack of all trades thing. It's not like that yeah, doesn't mean you're not maybe, smart. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I've been totally looking about this the wrong way. Mm -hmm. It's like they say, um, once you've done enough education, why go for a PhD? Mm -hmm. You're going to end up spending more on that PhD than the PhD is going to give you. Okay, right. So maybe there's a, a point in mm -hmm. just not becoming a master. Yes. Yes. And even yeah. I, I agree. There's a possibility there. Hmm. Because um, I just feel, and I feel it's just going to get worse as time goes by. I feel like the, you know, the profile of somebody who works, imagine this place here where we're eating. Mm -hmm. If you own this place, you know, you might have some bucks, but you probably know how to wire these fucking televisions. You probably know how to do everything from clean the toilets to fix the sink if it breaks down to prepare the food. You probably... Probably owners of these places paint these walls. And maybe, hopefully, they have somebody they know that can do the woodwork in here and get these IKEA, these bougie IKEA lamps. Okay, uh, you've convinced me. I'm a genius now, and now I'm going to be a cocky <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I've never felt more like a genius than I do in this moment, I, I and it's it. a good feeling. I feel and that. I'm going to go from zero to just, oh, cocky son of a bitch <laughs> asshole that just nobody will want to be around. But that's the truth. I really feel that that's what. Everybody had to do. You couldn't just go be, you know. A so photog. holy crap! This whole time I've been trying to reach this next level. I just need to drag everybody back down to my <laughs> level. We've already, we're already there. <laughs> it's where the professions lie. You know, I mean, it's really become that. It has. Imagine but being and, like a secretary at a doctor's office. All the crap you got to do these days. Yeah, and now thinking about it too, it's like as it, or getting into like the artist's mind. You get bored with something, you move on to something else. That's yes. just how we Absolutely. work. Absolutely. And you probably beat yourself up about that. Oh, my God. Constantly. And I'm just like, just 
fucking focus on something. So you're getting mad at yourself. Yes, because for being I can't. What you are. Because I'm not mastering. Like I could spend time over yeah. here and master this one aspect. Nope, yeah. I want to now go back over here and do this. But it makes you, it hurts you somewhat that you didn't master the thing you thought that you needed to do to become a whole. Yes, it does. You want to know how stupid my mind is sometimes? Mm -hmm. I get pissed off that I haven't kept up the saxophone. I (laughs) miss music. And every once in a while I get this feeling in me that's like, God, I miss performing live in front of an audience like that. (coughs) Right. And there's nothing like that. Nothing I'm doing is going to feel like that. No. And... And I want to go back there. I almost want to just be like, fuck everything. I'm done. I'm now a musician again. Let's do that. Well, can you, can't you work it in? I mean, my next door neighbor, he plays the sax. He just picked it up. He's, a, he's probably in his 40s. He just picked it up. He's a good musician, you know. Yeah. But he just picked it up, you know, because even if you don't, I mean, you know, you're going to fucking die. You never did it. If you like doing it, pick it up. Play, play for it. See what that does. See if that has any effect on you. Yeah, maybe I'll pull out my, my old sax from yeah. high school. Don't be so... Uh, I wouldn't be so critical about, like, I'm too old or it's too late or I can't, I'll never be a blah, okay. blah, blah. I'm approaching 40, yeah. so that's literally all I'm doing right now. Let me get through these next couple of years <laughs> of feeling like, holy shit, my life's half over. Uh-oh. And then... I mean, it's natural. Everyone goes yeah. through that at yes. this age. Yes. And I, I understand that. Yeah only thing I want more than anything mm-hmm. is I want to be able to afford a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the kind of guy who has the pain, but none of the monetary value to like offset, try, the-, offset the pain. <laughs> yeah. It's a very one-sided crisis I'd be going through. And it's just pure depression. That's why people commit suicide at 40, I think. No if money. they don't have enough money to just live that, that one month that you need <laughs> to just frivolously land and get over that hump. Yeah. And then just reevaluate your life and just, yeah. Right. I love that. Well, that's totally doable. That's totally doable. <laughs> and that's why I'm thinking of just doing some job right now just to get some money. Yeah. I love this. I, I love that I'm building yeah. my career. Yeah. But it's not fast enough right now for yeah. me. So I just, I think I need some part-time job. That's um, a great thing. So if I mean, anyone's yeah. hiring out there and wants, no. Yeah. <laughs> Call David. I mean, that's, that's uh, I think that that's a great thing to do for your art, you know, to do, like, I, I don't know if I told you, but I mean, I wouldn't, had to, if, I, if I had to do my life over again, you know, I'd, um, you know, get a job at the post office mm-hmm. and just do my art. And not let my art be affected by, you know, untalented fucking weirdos, you know? Uh, That's right. You know we've, I mean? we've got our own enough lack of talent to affect <laughs> our art. We don't need somebody else without talent doing the same. But it's not even that. It's just that I want to do... If I'm going to fuck it up, I want to fuck it up myself. Exactly. You know? Like, I, get, I totally get that. Know? And you only get... The, the only thing that you have a shortage of is time, not money. Not your midlife crisis money. The only thing you have a shortage of is time. Well, I guess it just bugs me right now because... Like, okay, the last couple of months, I actually hit a couple of, of decent paydays okay. where I, like, I did a job for a couple thousand, okay. and it was just, like, three days worth of work. Nice. Those are great when you can get them, Yeah. but it was just enough to remind me I can make money doing this, <laughs> and I feel like I'm not putting myself out there enough to do it. Okay. And that, that was kind of bumming me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, it was really, really nice having a full bank <laughs> for, like, a month yes. and a half. Probably lowered your stress a bit. It did. Yeah. And not only, but not only that, yeah. I start thinking of art projects that I can now afford mm-hmm. to do. And I'm like, oh, I want that. I want that. That's going to be awesome in so a photo. Fueled creativity. But then that money goes. Yeah. And the ideas don't stop. Right. And then you, and you, it's also painful. You feel, 
like the Tin Man rusting up a bit. I mean, I'm I'm really lucky in the fact that I live, or like I'm living with my my mom and my grandparents right, right now. I, you know, long story short, I, I moved back when my grandpa had a stroke, and okay, and I've been there ever since. Yeah, but, um, what's really nice is mm -hmm. they they show their appreciation. I mean, they they obviously see a sacrifice that I'm making by yeah. by making sure that I live there and, and I'm doing stuff with them. Right. So, they support my art in any way they can. Oh, that's nice. And it's not the it's not the same story I hear with all my artist no. friends, obviously. No. And so I have to like okay, example, I um have been really dying to have a studio. Okay. And just looking for like ways I could just do like cheap day rates so I could rent out a studio because I've got ideas that I want to shoot. Mm -hmm. But I really need to control the light. Okay. And so, studio. That's the way you go about that. Yes. My grandma and I um, reached an understanding where I can now, as I need, transform our garage into a studio. Oh, that's awesome. And we spent the, the last weekend cleaning it. That's awesome. Getting everything all ready. And yeah. I did a... Find any good stuff in there? Uh, <laughs> found a lot of stuff that Goodwill... Yeah, you can get that good stuff at Goodwill <laughs> and, <laughs> if you're looking for it. Um so I shot last uh, Wednesday, as a matter of fact. Killer. Did just my first trial thing I Killer. did uh, with uh, our friend Caitlin. Okay. Uh, she wants to do a little bit more modeling, and for whatever reason, she trusts me. Mm -hmm. And so we <laughs> were... For whatever reason. <laughs> um, I might even have so a couple shots. Self-deprecating. Well, it's either being self-deprecating or just being full of yourself. And I, <laughs> I have been full of myself in my life. Uh -huh. It's not a good person. <laughs> It really isn't. I would rather just take a just a little bit of uh, self-deprecation and. So you use that. You use that to keep yourself in check. It. Uh, I do. I, I use. Yeah, I really do. I can hear that. I can see that. Um, so let me just pull up a couple of pictures. And we just did kind of like a little Halloween thing. With. Uh, and that's in my new studio. This is pretty. Mm, yeah, I like that. I was thinking about doing a skate shot like that somehow. So, okay. just nice. just a couple shots. I haven't really gone around to editing. Yeah. I was just playing around. Yeah. But, um, I like and it. I just, I did some checks that I've always wanted to do, like make fake blood. Mm -hmm. I learned how to make a delicious chocolate-based fake blood. Mm -hmm. So she, like you see in some of these pictures, uh, she has it like all over her face. Mm -hmm. That's Not also, bothering her. She, oh, she's licking her fingers. Right. <laughs> she's saying it's delicious. <laughs> um... So we're we're gonna do a part two of that this week. And, That's awesome. Um, Making the, art. Yeah. So this week's gonna be the, the good one though. I bought a ten foot pool, inflatable mm -hmm. pool, mm -hmm. and we're going to do a bloodbath. Wow. wow. Be and that so like stems carry, sort of like carry or something. Kind of, but yeah. I'm thinking more like you know how you like see vampires, like the, the sexy uh, vampire mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the bath. Right. So I start looking up like clawfoot baths because I want to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh no. I'm not going to spend at least $600 minimum on some tiny tub that... Caitlin's a tall girl. Yeah. She's already going to, like, tower over whatever tub we get. Right. So, um, I decided this is where my Photoshopping skills come in handy. Yes. And I will just shoot whatever I want, and then it will look like whatever I want when I I'm done. You, I know you will. Um, you don't have that obstacle that all the rest of us I, have. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, Honestly. That's, that's nice that you think of it that way. But it does it does free me in the respect that I'm not scared to take chances when I take photos because yeah. I know I can back it up. I know. And you're the only guy I know that can polish a turd. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Aw. 
That's truth, right. Though. David's... They, that's the thing in music, too. In they try to fix it in the mix. You can't. Yeah. But I've seen stuff you do, and I don't know how you do it. Honestly, some of it's just pretty uh, Honestly, it's, it's hours. It's what I do in my downtime. Right. But I, you must enjoy it. I do. I And I can't... I mean, that's the only way I can really explain it, because mm -hmm. they, uh, why else am I sitting there for 10 yeah. hours... Um, I mean, I'm usually doing something else. Yeah, yeah. But that's like just, it's, it, I get into the zen mode. And you don't hate I, it. Just, no, I don't. Right. As a matter of fact, I feel like, to me, that's my painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I'll be like, oh, well, we need to highlight this better. And mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, um, let's see. Anything else? Oh, so further in the Photoshop uh, thing I, I want to do, I'm, I'm starting to look for retouching jobs as well. Because yeah, you'd be great at that. Might as well obviously, do that. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think that that's going to get in the way of me, because like I said earlier, that like I'm scared of taking a photo job. Right. And your friend's going to fuck I up think, your art. I think it'll fuck up my art. I don't think burn that will work in retouching, mm -hmm. because to me, like... Talk to John Ray, see if it's burned him out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love John Ray, <laughs> but right now he is the most depressed F mother effer. <laughs> he is so... I know that he couldn't keep that job for a certain amount of time, because like because of... His status as a citizen or not a citizen. Yeah. He's only allowed to... He has to go back to school, doesn't he? He's back he? in school. Okay, because he had to, right? Otherwise... He had to go back in school. Yeah. Otherwise, he had to go back to Germany. Yeah. Um, right. We're also kind of looking for a wife for him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anybody out there listening? Hell, I offered... Because I said it's legal for us. I, I mean, the That's sex awesome. the sex wouldn't be good. Right. But I'm sure well, really we would have a lot that. of fun just hanging out. Yeah. John Ray, I've seen him look pretty stealthy. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, because he doesn't want to go back. No, he doesn't. Um, no, and, and he won't. He, we'll find a way. Yeah. I mean, with again, with the politics being the way it is, I'm sure if we just throw enough money at something, we could just get whatever we want done. <laughs> I mean, he also sounds like he'll do whatever it takes not to go back, which is best be school full-time and... He'll yeah. do that. You know. He's very depressed about that. And I think that that's eating at him little by little. Mm. If you're listening, John Ray, we all love you. Yeah. We do, John. <laughs> He's the greatest. John, still, it gets better. I used to love talking to him at school because, you know, he was just so cynical. Yeah. I love cynical people. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can tell between you and me and him. Um, I, I, did I ever tell you how we met? And, no. Yeah, we met in a class and he made a joke and I laughed at it. And he told me at that moment, he felt like, oh, my God, I finally found an American who gets my <laughs> sense of humor. So he's <laughs> dark as himself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I found my people. That's awesome. That makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, so we just started hanging out. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Anything? Oh, and then Friday. Yeah. I am shooting my, well, my third time in my home studio. Um I'm going to try and do a Sabrina the Teenage Witch pinup mm. uh, oh. boudoir shoot with wow. a friend of mine named Danielle. Wow. How do you get, how do you get the um, costume for something like that? Well, um, they have, well, if you know Sabrina the Teenage Witch, yes. you literally just need the uh, black hair, okay. hair beret or okay, hair. Not, um, a bunch of, not a bunch of stuff. No, it, it's okay. really simple. Honestly, what I was more concerned with um, was how to make my garage look like a room. Because I, I want, I have a very specific vision for this. Okay. And this is all um, in celebration of the new Netflix series. Okay. Which is coming out, which is okay. like a very adult. That. Oh, they're doing okay. like an adult reboot of uh, Sabrina. Okay. It's very heavy on the um, the gothic horror and the oh. like Salem witches. It, it's okay. not campy at all. Okay. 
And they're doing that based mm -hmm. off of a comic book series that I was really into mm. that, um, I want to say like three or four years ago, they, they reinvented the Archie series right. as a, a horror series, a mature oh, audience horror oh, series. I didn't know. Okay. And if you think about it, all the Archie characters are like all the horror uh, story archetypes, anyways. Mm. And so it, it surprisingly fits very well. Mm, okay. So that was a success. That, that was a success. And then they did the same thing with Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, okay. who's also owned by them. Right. And they okay. made a, a gothic horror with her. Mm. And this Netflix series is based off of that. Mm. And that's what you want stylistically? That's what we're kind of doing. So we're going to yeah. do kind of like she's doing um, a seance, um, summoning a demon. Okay. And things happen. And, and you know, the old burlesque pinup, like it, it's cutesy, and mm -hmm. but with a little sinister twist. So how are you going to light that? Um, depending on the shots. Because yeah. this is going to be like one of my first times that I'm actually shooting like a story almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll just, I mean, I could just light that. I've got my, um, my uh, Ellen Chromes. Yep. And I could just do a standard um, beauty light for, for some of the, the pinup stuff. Mm -hmm. And then eventually we'll just do candlelight. Okay. And, okay, right. And lots of glowy aspects. Right. Because you were talking about you were worried about having the place look like. So this is, yeah. yeah. So I actually went out of my way. And um, again, oh my God. Sorry, I'm being. You're blowing <laughs> I'm up. I'm being David. some. I'm blowing up. People are like, they want to talk to me because I'm on Ken now, David. I'm on Ken Hada's podcast, and they just it always gets me good press. <laughs> um, so I I bought things and I did research. I found out that they now have Jesus Christ. I'm turning no, this off. Let it roll. Let it roll. I like that. I, like that. Um, yeah. I found out that they have. If we suck, you know. That's, at least that's going on. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like one of or those. Uh, when we suck. It feels like one of those cam drill sites where you just right. hear the. <laughs> the people don't realize we're doing two things at once. <laughs> I gotta make money. I told yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, so I I bought things for my um, studio. Props. And I got props, okay. but the most important thing was I've actually spent like about 120 bucks mm. on a really nice oil painted backdrop. Oh, so those it, are cool. It looks like a, a derelict house, but I could use it for so many things. Those are cool. Um, so I got that, wow. and then I found this um, wooden roll away carpet. Hmm. So it's. What does that mean, wooden roll away? So carpet? it's made of wood. Yeah. You roll it out, it looks like hard wood. But it rolls up like a carpet. Oh, how neat. Isn't that oh, cool? Nice little flooring. Yeah. Wow. So, so you're getting your little sets. I'm getting my sets together. Wow. And it, awesome. it just, it really is starting to feel like an actual mm -hmm. studio. You know what they do in the, you probably know, but you know, I remember the first time I went to General Hospital with Stamos, you know, we were young, like 18. We snuck in. I we forgot were, he was in General Hospital. Yeah, oh, it was my God. Big, it was big break. That's right. I remember that now. And I remember seeing these, uh, you know, walls stuck as far as you can see, walls. I was thinking, what are those? He said, well, that's uh, that's the hospital. And this one over here is the, the, the what are the quarter mains house or whatever. They just pull out these walls and draw on wheels. And just, mm -hmm. That's how they, that's, that's it. You know, there's no roof. You know, so make sure whatever you build that you, or purchase that is flat. That's always a good, because especially if you're in a garage, well, you need to store that shit. Well, this is how I'm thinking. Yeah. Like that rolls up. Everything I've bought so far rolls up. Yeah. And once it, it rolls up, I have a, a corner that I can just stick everything yeah. in. Yep. Because that's the, the essential thing. If I'm sharing the space with my grandparents as yeah. their garage, yeah. it's got to be able to transform. That's true. That's true. And, and how are you keeping the light down in that? There's no windows in that thing? Or? There is. Uh, so far, 
I've been shooting it uh, after eight. Yeah. So yeah. I've just been doing night shoots. And it's not hot. No, it's, it's it's great. Yeah. Um, but we have one strip of light if, and I could just black it out if I really yeah. need to. Yeah. You just shove some fabric in there. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. But I'm really I'm starting to feel like I'm no longer hindered, mm -hmm. you know, by what I have. Yeah, I say fly, dude. Just go, you know. Tell me about these shirts. Oh, this the shirts. shirt. David taking pictures. Tell me about this. You're doing more portraiture and you're um, branding yourself. And... I am branding myself. So www.davidtakingpictures.com. Say that um, again. What is it? www.davidtakingpictures.com. Mm -hmm. um, so basically the reason I got these shirts was, one, I got them for free. Whoa, what? Um, yeah, there was... A, I, I got this Star Wars shirt for $5. Yeah, and you thought that that was a good deal until I told I you this was yeah, free. Yeah, now I feel like crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was basically a promotion with a coupon okay. with some credit I had with the company. Okay. And after all was said and done, I, um, I think it would have been about 50 bucks, and I got it for free. Wow. Um, wow. Two shirts, though. I got two shirts. Still, so 25 a shirt. Still, you know me in black shirts? I, you know, that's all I have. I, mean. I, I do. But I, I got these mainly because I want to start shooting behind-the-scenes stuff. Okay. And I want to I want to create more content. Okay. And the first thing I thought of when I thought of making content was every shirt I own has a logo owned by somebody else. Yes. And because of that, I'm either going to have to wear them inside out, blur them, or whatever. Yeah. So I literally got these with the intention of okay of being on camera and not having to <laughs> do so much work. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And you do that. This is what you do. Mm -hmm. People can hire you to take photographs for them. To... And I, I thought, yeah, I could, I could very easily wear this as a uniform because mm -hmm. this is pretty much what I wear when I go out on a shoot, anyways. Yeah. So yeah. And do you still do for hire like desktop publishing or web design or once in a while? Well, only because a lot of my friends still know me as that. Yeah. And I don't really do it for hire. Yeah. Honestly, you throw enough money at me, I'm a whore. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll no, do it, but... Job's a job, yeah. The, the problem is that with something like that, the instant you're not in it 100%, uh, <laughs> the program upgrades and surpasses you. And then you get back into it, and it's like, oh, where did all those keyboard shortcuts that I no, learned a, a year sure. ago... It's a language. It really is. Yeah. Even Photoshop. Photoshop just upgraded. Saw that, And it yeah. took me three days to figure out... To catch up. ...that... Um, uh, they, I thought they got rid of step back because okay. it used to be uh, command shift Z, okay. and you would just toggle up your history. You go backwards. Yeah. Okay. And now it just toggles between the last two oh, that way. That sucks. And I could not figure out. But then I realized <laughs> it took two days, and this yeah. is what's really sad. This is why I'm not a genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> it took two days for me to figure out that the old toggle used to just be um, the regular undo. Okay. So then I started doing undo, and that's now the step back. Oh, it just goes back. So they just switched them. Endlessly. So it's yeah. easier, e easier in a sense. It, it is, except for I'm, I You're trained to, myself yeah. to do this yeah. one way. Right. Um, so yeah, so I mean, even something like that, and you just, you're constantly trying to streamline how long it takes to to edit something like this, and yes. little hiccups like that get in the way. No, for sure. Um, Why would Photoshop do that? We're used to the other way, you know, it's like... It's it's always like some... our jobs aren't we're like we're not tired enough. Photoshop. I imagine it's exactly like 
everything else in this. Somebody complained about something on Instagram, uh -huh. and because they were the loudest voice, they're uh -huh. the ones who made change. My God. That's the world we live in now. Sad. So we can really expect anything is what you're saying. We really can. I wouldn't be surprised if they just rename Photoshop Lightroom at one point because somebody just wants it all to be called Lightroom. Is Lightroom going to go away? Well, it's kind of changed. Honestly, I still haven't even played with the new Lightroom, and it's, okay. what, two iterations in? Yeah. I still use Lightroom Classic. Right, that's what I mean. So, so there's the mobile one and there's a the Classic. So They didn't upgrade the Classic in the last update. That they, says something, right? That does say something. I've been telling people that. I was actually telling the instructor at Cypress College a while ago, that is, is Lightroom going to stay around? She felt like, oh, yeah, of course it is. I'm like, really? Well, the like, Why is it called Classic? Whenever you name a thing Classic. The name Lightroom is going to stay around. Because okay. they have a non-classic Lightroom. Yes. It's just, it's basically Instagram. Yeah, it, I know. It, it looks like Instagram. I know. That's where Lightroom's going to go now. Really? Mm-hmm. It's sad because Lightroom was sort of, I know not to somebody like you, but to the rest of us mere mortals, was, it was something that you could really get a lot done in without having to go to the shop, you know? Honestly, I, I do use Lightroom. Yeah. Uh, anytime I have more than 20 pictures, I have to edit. Yes, yeah, so because I do, you know, contests, so for me... I love Lightroom for mm -hmm. that reason, you know. You do a bunch of quick you edits. You do quick edits and just get everything. Company. It kills me because I still want to do like there's right. but but I'll, I'll do it. Um, but it's not going to be like that. So, yeah, what, what where do we go from here? Right. Maybe I should just I don't want to get capture one <laughs> just because Lightroom's selling out. It sure looks like it though, don't you it think? It does. You know what might happen then? Mm. What if what if Adobe just buys capture one like they did? Oh god. I hate when technology companies do that. Kill technology for money. They don't care about I still miss freehand. People wow, don't remember freehand. freehand. I still remember the logo. That was what I used to make my logos on. I didn't use Illustrator. Wow. And because freehand was less uh, Bezar curve, right? Mm -hmm. it was, yeah. No, no, no it, was, it was very uh, Bezier curve. Oh, was it? Oh, so yeah. it, it uh, was the alternative to Illustrator? It was an alternative to Illustrator. But didn't it do other I things liked like it. It, I liked it. more sophisticated yeah, it had, shadings? Yeah, it had sophisticated shadings. Mm -hmm. It had a really, really phenomenal um, 3D rendering yes. so, uh, program attached to it. Yep. And that is just gone. You're talking about like the page maker days. Yeah. Freehand. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I am. Quark days. Or page maker freehand, wow. Yeah, but like back in the day with freehand, you would make a line, yeah. and then tell it to spin on an axis and make a shape out of that line. Okay. And so that's th a three D rendering. That stuff. would be three D rendering, yeah. and you can get some really convincing three D elements mm, that way. That's cool. But because but because of it being one line, mm -hmm. and you just telling it to spin, yeah. it's still the file size of that one line. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. And then so what happened? Illustrator kill it or what? Yeah. Essentially, um, Adobe bought the Macromedia suite. Okay, yeah. And once Adobe bought Macromedia and folded, they took some elements yeah. into Illustrator. Yeah. This place does this place close? I don't think so. Okay. They don't close at three, right? Not some, a, no, they're no, no, no. They're, some places close at three. <laughs> well, it still says open. They would come in and tell us. Okay. That wasn't Aldous freehand, no. Say that again? Was it Aldous? No, that was definitely Macromedia. It was Macromedia. Yeah. Okay. So why did you stop doing that stuff? Why did you stop desktop publishing and uh, web design? Why because you... I hated sitting in front of a computer for 12 hours a day. But you work on Photoshop for 12 hours a day. Yes, but that's as a break. I, I if, if I did nothing but that, yeah. like that was my seven days a week, yeah. that's, would, that's a lot different that. than donating one day. 
into right. working on a file until it's it's perfect. Right, right, right. No, it, it's. Um, no, I'm, it's I'm, not, I'm not a computer guy. I'm not. I'm not a guy who goes into an office and sits in front of a computer, and that's his entire life. Right. I need to get out there and. You like the physical. Part. I like people. Yeah. I like interacting with people as right. much as I like to put on the the notion. Cyn- I thought you were a cynic. That's what I'm saying. As lo- much as I like to put on the, the notion Ray that I this? hate. Yeah. <laughs> Hate people and and don't like people. Yeah, I find that I miss them when I'm alone for for too long. I think humans are supposed to be social, aren't we? Supposedly. <laughs> Hold on, I've got a text. You're such a smart ass. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, they gave know. us interlocking parts for a reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that so we could be social. I guess you're right. I guess you're right about that. I don't know. Um, Wait, hold on. Let me be social with, with my uh, girl I'm seeing. Hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that that's how our world is, though. What? That it's just everything through a, a phone or a screen. or Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're, we're creating these kids that just don't know how to ha- hold a conversation. Yes. Face to face. Yeah. But that's probably what was supposed to happen. I mean, they, remember we talked about this before, or maybe we did, but, you know, they said that about the electric guitar. They said that about, they, you know, They said television. that about everything, yeah. Yeah. Everything's going to rot your brain. Yeah. Turn you to mush, make you a slave, and um, I don't know. I mean, I think people do that more than technology does. Well, and the drugs they take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the marketing industry. Yeah. To make you think that newer is better. To make you think that, uh, you know, ops, planned obsolescence. To make, you, to make you think that that person looks like that uh, without Photoshop. Yeah, right. Or that if this is the H4N Zoom recorder, if I don't, you know, this thing, did we talk about that? How this thing, when I first got it, it actually raised, put, I had dopamine hits in my brain mm-hmm. from it. This, the thing about it is, I, I saw this on the minimalist. I don't know if you see these minimalist guys, mm-hmm. but they talk about that new phone, the new iPhone, the XS. Yeah, just a lovely word, XS. XS. I love it. And I want to get it just so I could say I, I, I bought XS. Then make sure you get the XS Max because that's <laughs> obviously better. <laughs> and supposedly that phone, you know, like it will, that object will literally get dopamine firing in your brain yep. the same way that cocaine or a hooker or whatever. Okay, and but that very same phone in two years is going to make you sad. It's true. It's so true. And isn't that all just made by men and women who market? You want to know the one bit of buying that never makes you sad? Mm. Legos. Why? Because they never go down in value. You're all, even like if you look at the original 70s sets, 80s sets yeah. that I bought, they still make me just as happy as when I bought them. Mm. Do you find Legos like online or at garage sales and purchase them? Because, you know, I, I, having a son... Without a doubt. Okay. I've now gotten to the point where people know me about for Legos so much that they're willing to give me their kids' Legos. I was going to say because, yeah, <laughs> we all have invested thousands of dollars in Legos for our sons and some daughters, and, 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 and at some point they, they set them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they come to me, and then they get in the picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. If you want to set up a Lego donation, I will set one up on my website, <laughs> and you can just click and let me know which sets you have, and I will just grab them, and I yeah. will take them. Yeah. So, so, so what's the future? What's our call to action here? 
We're near the end here. So what, what do you? Okay. Call to action. What should people be doing that are in love with your photography and what you do in the photo club? And well, I just spent three days. Well, actually, it's been two weeks since, but I spent three days organizing all my Legos. So I'm planning on getting back into Lego stuff mm -hmm. real soon. Mm -hmm. um, probably working on a project that will just incorporate that. So you can look forward to that. I look forward to work. I, I've been dying to work on them for a long time. Mm -hmm. I just haven't. I have so many now yeah. that I can't even go like, oh, where is that one? When which of these six giant barrels did I put that one <laughs> face that I need? And it just yeah. it was. Yeah. I couldn't get it done in any time. I had no oh. time to sit and do all that. Yeah. So, so you need a system for all that. I, and I started coming up with one, okay. and I organized. I've spent literally three days organizing. Mm -hmm. minifigures just going through every freaking minifigure right. putting them back together from how i took them apart for whatever yeah. way i had them um right. so we're gonna be doing more lego stuff cool i'm gonna be working on um uh, furthering a, a book project that i have in mind good called icons and i call it that because i hopefully will con you into buying a copy yeah um yeah yeah and how does that work so the, the icons is my interpretation of famous work. Okay. I'm going to look at something, deconstruct it, mm -hmm. and contemporize it. Um, mm. Like I okay. Meaning reshoot. Re oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to look at the art that I like that yeah. I grew up liking. Yeah. I'm going to reshoot it. Yeah. In a modern day contemporary setting. Okay. And it's just it's my pastiche of. It's like when Barbara Streisand did all the Broadway tunes. It's just like Lady Gaga redoing A Star Is Born. Uh, <laughs> I love how you put that way better than I could have put it. <laughs> um, well, you gave me Barbara Streisand, so I was going to go they're, Lady Gaga. They're both in Star they're, Is they're Born. They're both yeah. in Star Is Born. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I did the pearl with the girl, the, the girl with the pearl earrings. I did yeah. with the little earbuds before. Yeah. I'm going to take it a little step further and redo that where um, the head cloth is going to be her hair colored that way. Okay. And it, it'll be styled. So oh. it'll, it'll just look okay. like a modern person when you look at it, but then you'll see the elements that will draw you back to what the classic looks like. Oh. I want to do American Gothic with true goths. Ooh, how cool. I want to do... Um, oh, what was the other one? So I, I, I'm, I'm writing a journal. I want to do, say... What's it take to make a book? A hundred pictures? Mm, maybe. Okay, yeah. so we'll know. say a hundred yeah. of these. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find a hundred of my favorite artists, mm -hmm. painting, mm -hmm. um, even photography. Mm -hmm. I, I like. I would love to redo the um, Leibovitz uh, Rolling Stone cover of Yoko and John. Okay. Uh, but, I, I gotta, but I got to find my twist on that. Sure. Um, sure. So things like that's that. That's awesome. And, and things that's... like that, that's like the fucking greatest thing, David. <laughs> the greatest thing. You're going to make art like... To not get paid, for art's sake. Yeah. Because you have this vision. And oh, you trust make me. It? I have a vision, but I plan on it being a very, very big table, uh, coffee table book. Yeah. That you spend a hundred, couple Possibly hundred bucks. Possibly a on. little gallery thing. I, oh, absolutely a gallery. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's awesome. But I, I have to, I have to think big like that. So in the meantime, I'm also for hire. Uh, you can contact me through my website, uh, davidtakingpictures.com, and I've got my prices set up there plus a place you can negotiate at ken's behest i have the the insane epic uh production package that we can negotiate oh yeah um, yeah i put that up there i love that um I'm glad you did that oh of course i did yeah. it, it was a good idea when we talked yeah. about it 
That's uh, perfect for a few people. Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah. So that's up there. I Basically, I'm putting myself out there as I can do portraits, but I can do portraits for other artists in a way that other people can't. Yes. I can do portraits with people who don't normally like taking portraits and still bring something out that they're going to appreciate. So I, I'm really trying to sell myself as the the portrait taker of artists, you know, the, the portrait photographer to the arts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm pushing on a lot of the art high schools right now. I just bought okay. um, an ad with OSHA. Okay. And I've been doing some um, kind of pro bono work for OSHA. Cool. Uh, the Orange County School of Arts. Mm -hmm. And one of the things with that is, like, I can totally see that this person is an artist and their senior pictures mm -hmm. need to reflect that. Right. They're not going to be just the normal senior pictures. Oh. So we're going to now talk. <coughs> we're going to come up like with that. what we think yeah. is going to just perfectly encapsulate you, this moment in your life. Right. And and figure out and mm -hmm. that I can get behind. Right. Like to me it, it is commercial, but that's commercial that's going to make everyone excited for it. <coughs> I like that niche though. Yeah. So that's what I'm I'm pushing with the website. Um the other thing is I'm pushing for the club. You can check out thephotoclub.org. It's um we're still again forming the club, but it's going to be fun. We're going to have events. Our first event, I will tell you, mm -hmm. will be January 11th. Mm -hmm. It's a Friday. Right. And this event is still kind of being shaped right now, but the way I envision it, it's going to be a meet and greet mm -hmm. for <clears throat> photographers of, of all well, artists. Mm -hmm. Not even just photographers, but people who, who want to see photography as art. Um, come by. You get to know each other. Um, we will put up an ad on thephotoclub.org in the next couple weeks. And you can see, um, we're also going to be taking submissions for an art show that we will be housing there. Hmm. And the theme of the night is going to be the outlaws of photography. Hmm. Because that's honestly how I felt when I felt the need to make this club. Hmm. Why? It's because our former club through the school uh, kind of became what it became. and yeah. And... We needed to leave that school, which shall remain nameless, but everybody knows if, which it is, especially if you don't. You can go back and listen to the last one, and we mentioned it by name. But anyways, we don't get along with that school anymore. There may or may not be rules against me being on campus. But um, How awesome. So I really feel like an outlaw in reestablishing this so club. If I take you on campus, it'll kick you off. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um... So the theme of the, the show will be the Outlaws of Photography, and you can just do a submission in any way um, that you feel is just breaking the rules of traditional photography. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that will probably even be in our first, um, uh, our first section of our yearbook. Mm -hmm. So this is like a first of everything. There will be prizes. There will definitely be raffles and stuff like that. At, um, there's going to be live music. I mean, we're, we're going to make go all out with this. Food, dancing, sounds cool. art. And I love how, you know, no matter what happened in, your, in the environment that you started this at, that mm -hmm. you're still continuing it. I have to. I absolutely have to. A, all those people that no longer have that outlet yeah. still look to me. Mm -hmm. And they're asking, hey, what are we going to do? Because, I mean, when we had the club at the, at the school... Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I would just come up with like things randomly on the month and say, hey, let's go do this. Let's mm -hmm. go do this. Well, we're going to still do that, but we're going to make it a hell of a lot more grander. That's and, what I'm thinking. I mean, do you think it maybe it was sort of a blessing? Yeah, I absolutely do. Because what you bring to the table so, is another thing that I really enjoyed by you, and I've told you before, that the drive you had and the energy you had for that, not that it would be wasted on something as small as one school's photo department, but mm -hmm. in a way, wouldn't that be much better shared in the state or the country or the world? Oh, in my mind, it's the world. Until we find alien life, we will just stay mm -hmm. with the world. Yeah. But it can be interstellar. Because aren't there photographers out there that would like to connect to this community that you There kind of are. I, I would think so. And again, it, this plays against me being a cynic, but um, I've seen some other meet and greet things, and it really feels clickish. Oh, yeah. You don't want that. You, d you don't want that. No. I, I really, really just enjoy the hell out of photography, and yeah. I, I love art. To the degree that I I need to find a way to to express it, and as long as I'm I'm doing this, I don't see why I can't take other people along for the ride, and that that's how I'm it doing this. It helps their art too. It helps, yeah. And mm -hmm. that's one thing I loved about our club is that we kind of furthered each other. Yes, absolutely. I don't think of myself as a teacher, but I've been told that I have that kind of mentality. You're a leader and, for sure. <laughs> um, but. I, I do I, I do find myself in these things um, showing people what I've learned and they seem appreciate appreciative. So, so an art or I mean a photo club it's important. I think so I really do. Um, photography has always been like that kind of weird place where it's not quite art not quite technology mm -hmm. it's in between. Thank God. Yeah <laughs> exactly. Right. And I've really embraced that and. I, I really, I found more often than not people who have embraced that as well. Just, we, we tend to get along and, and I, I don't see helping another photographer as competition. No. I really don't. There's, no. there's some people out there that do. I disagree with that because I just feel like that, again, what it, like the thing that you can bring to a shoot, I could never bring. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm saying you're better than me, it's just because you're different. Yeah. And the thing that I could bring, you couldn't bring. You know, we each have our thing we bring. And somebody can hire whatever thing that they want. Yeah. You know, it's not really a matter. These days... You develop your own style, you develop your own brand, and then you... And people relate to either one or the other yeah. brand or style. Because I mean, these I mean, days you can buy all the gear. Yes, and boy did I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... You have all the client stuff. I've, I do. Yeah. I've got... And that's another thing that I think is funny is... Um, I want to bring up real quick is the last one that we did. Yeah. I talked about brand um, importance and yeah. we were talking about, we were talking how, about this. Yeah. how equipment is important with brand and I listened to myself and oh my God, did I just sound like an asshole. But why? I just, I didn't like what I said. Mm. I, I just sounded like I was making shit up and I really thought about um, and I totally took a 180. And so instead of getting these uh, pro photos that we were talking about last time, yeah. I ended up getting uh, a cheaper but comparable uh, Elinchromes. Oh, nice. And I love the hell out of these nice. things. People have made beautiful images with those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're, they're great. I mean, you yeah. saw some of the images. And I they're versatile, too. Making. They're so versatile. Yeah. Um, so I got that, and I got a battery pack. Killer. And because of that, I can now set up a studio anywhere in the world. Right. right. And I'm not bound which is much more interesting than just this big dark So much more interesting. Yeah. 
I've taken um, studio-looking shots against the sunset as the background. Exactly. And you can't beat that. Nope. And all kinds of dynamic things happen when you do a shot like that that you could never do in a, in a, in a studio. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even talking like um, your models, there's a different vibe you're Absolutely. getting from a person when you're in a room with them yep. as opposed to when you're out in nature. Absolutely. And some people, re you can really tell the difference between that, that vibe. Yep. Yep. They, so. they, they react to what they're around and they react to the person holding the camera. It's all yeah. a reactionary thing, right? I mean... Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. And because they're reacting differently to the people that hold the camera. I mean, I would like to believe I'm in the... Uh, I'm in the... Uh, the, the positive of that, like... <laughs> right. I, they react positively t to me more often than they do negatively. I yeah. believe I'm, I'm better at that, and if, as long as I'm selling myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> a, that's the part that, that makes your picture different than mine. Yeah. You know, right? I mean, just people that, you know... Remember I told you about... I felt like you could take a picture of me with your camera and... And the way I'm looking at you in this picture, you can't, I cannot hide the way I feel about you. Mm -hmm. Oh, do I remember you telling me, dude, I stole that from you. I used that constantly oh, with other people. Good. Is that uh, the, the way that a person, um, the, the way that a person looks at you and interacts with you as a photographer is a unique relationship. And being able to capture that means that it's going to be completely different than any other picture taken. And I truly believe that. Right. I, dude, I drank the Kool-Aid with that one. Right. I, I just, I absolutely love that. You could shoot somebody, like say your friend Caitlin, and I could walk up there and pick up the camera you just held and shoot her, mm -hmm. and, and you'd be all of a sudden the edit would be completed. Completely. And then I would be just completely just like hating you because why did she look at you like that? Why is she giving you the fucking looks that I've been trying to get that's, her to well, make for the last if hour? If that happened, that, that would be right. And that's the whole thing about... <laughs> You're being funny, but but it's true. I mean, um, that everybody everybody has different chemistry. Yeah, and that's what you're capturing to some degree. It is. It it really is, and that's probably the best way to put it is chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I guess I have great chemistry with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I will tie that to my Tinder profile. Yes. And uh, we will see what comes of that. And you whore. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Whores make money, sir. I wish I had whore money. Hey, there's still time. There is still time. <laughs> the mind is willing, but the body perhaps not as much, though. <laughs> I am reaching 40. Uh-oh. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You're, you're, you're not even... Uh, you're just a little spring chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else you can think of? you want to... Um, I think that's pretty we much We should turn everything. this off yeah. and actually talk. You know? Yeah, we could. Okay. And this is David signing off. I'm going to actually give a finite ending to this instead of just fading <laughs> off into nothing. We have finished talking about everything, and we've got really nothing more to talk. We're just going to kind of sit in here for another 20 minutes and pretend that and we still have stuff. About, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gossip. We're right. going to name names that we wouldn't <laughs> yeah. dare name on the recording. Yeah. That's how we're going to end this. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been fun. I, I'm really glad that you were willing to take this this Anytime, royal, you know, if this we're going to do with three, me. I'm ready for three. Just let me know. I don't know. Well, let's see how how two goes over, man. Okay. Because you know, trilogies shouldn't be made just for the sake of making three anymore. 
<laughs> and I think there's a couple of Star Wars movies that support that uh, I know. theory. I, I, I want to do a podcast with you just on that, just on Star Wars. Oh, dude. Yeah. You really, now yeah. we're, you have to set aside like hours for That's that. fine. And, and I would like to maybe even get, uh, maybe do the mics on here and get a space like this. And if you know anybody who's pretty fanatical, maybe get two oh, or three of us. Oh, are we going to do a fanboy talk? Something like that, you know. Oh, or, or, or we, a hate thing, or, no, or we both. We need you know? to. Okay, I, I've already got this. Okay. Because we've, um, I've got access to actual like radio mics that we could just sit here. Okay. And we could just, oh, oh we're we're going to make this happen. Okay. So tune in next week to our right? <laughs> fanboy discussion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, where we to... really geek out, and I just lose. We really didn't get to the bottom of Solo. No, we didn't. No. Um, and the whole thing, and your favorite Star Wars, and the worst one, and oh, we could we could do it, this, and, man. Right? Let's do that. Cause I, that'd be, I think that'd be interesting. You know what would be really cool hmm. is because I, 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 I'm not gonna guess that Stamos is there, but I'm sure hmm. you know somebody with a name that would be hmm. like a fanboy, <laughs> and, and just get them in, just just so you get the a name. fanboy of Star Wars, or fanboy a fanboy of Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you get you get just so you can put one famous name in the group. And it just rises the podcast that much higher in the Google Trends. I'll have to put my mind in. I'll think yeah. about that. Yeah. And yeah. we'll get like a, a good group of like four people. Yeah. And we'll do this. And I, I have those mics. I have the 421 mics. Oh, have, there you I have, go. I'm well, a then, drummer. I have five of them. Well, then you already got I've it. Already got yeah, all we will the definitely got all the do cables. that. Yeah, the whole deal. We should sit down and have a nice little talk about that. Oh, man. Now I'm really excited. So that'll be our part three. But any potential mates out there, please don't listen to that because it will just <laughs> shut your vagina for the <laughs> remainder of our relationship, just without a doubt. <laughs> and that's a good place to end this. Right? Are we done? Is that it? Is that it? Yeah. Okay.